A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is TalkSport Daily. Hello, happy Monday, and welcome to the first Andy Goldstein TalkSport Daily Podcast of the week. And we begin the podcast with Manchester United's Premier League clash against Liverpool being postponed. This was due to a protest against the owners, which saw hundreds of fans breaking into Old Trafford, with two police officers being injured outside the stadium. There were also protests outside the Lowry Hotel, where the United team was staying. And just over an hour after the planned kickoff, the match was postponed. The reporter on the ground for TalkSport was Nigel Pearson. But first up, this is Sam Matterface. Breaking news on TalkSport. Two massive stories breaking in the next few minutes. We'll get to Old Trafford because something has unfolded on the pitch, on the playing surface at Manchester United Stadium. We'll get there in a few moments. I can see fans now um, running across the bridge in front of me, uh, across to this car park on John Gilbert Way. I've been denied access to the stadium. The ground is on lockdown. There's people that are climbing into the stands. They're on the pitch. This is a serious breach of security. Something's gone wrong in the security in the stadium somewhere because you do all your commentary, Sam. Nigel goes to the games. I go, it's virtually impossible to get in there with the security now in normal match days, let alone with the protocols around now. There were a group of Manchester United supporters or people who are claiming to be Manchester United supporters who broke into Old Trafford. We think now that that was about half an hour ago. Since then, they have been cleared from the pitch, but prior to them being cleared from Old Trafford, they did light flares, kick footballs and trample on the playing surface. And I think what they've done is they've lost a lot of the public sympathy that they've won during their Super League protests. It's a disgrace. The, the, the minority of, it looked like young kids, to be honest, have, have ruined it for those Manchester United fans who were trying to make a genuine point. I know it's a minority, and I'm, I'm not attacking the Manchester United fans for protesting. They have every right to voice their unrest with the Glazers, but it needs to be within the law. Don't break in the ground, boys. Don't kick balls on the pitch and, and pinch corner flags as if it's just a joke. Let's get these people out properly. We understand they've been removed from Old Trafford now, but there are still a significant number of people outside the ground. Uh, we'll keep you updated as to what happens and whether or not we have a football match at Old Trafford this afternoon. It may be a little bit too late, but while we've got this momentum from the European Super League, it's important to keep it going, mm. keep the momentum going. Arsenal fans keep protesting against Cronkite. Liverpool fans keep protesting against John W. Henry. United fans keep protesting. The media, they're all going to come out and start criticising fans for making their voices heard, but we need to keep doing it. Of course, 
Don't go too far. Don't go, you know, hurting anybody or anything. And there's always going to be one or two that do. Here's the club's statement from Manchester United, who say following a discussion between the police, the Premier League, Trafford Council and the clubs, our match against Liverpool has been postponed due to safety and security considerations around the protest today. They have forced the postponement of one of the biggest fixtures, not just in British football, in English football, but in world football. This is a global game. And this has caused the postponement of one of the biggest fixtures in the world of football. So you think that's okay, just to, just to waltz into a stadium, a sanitised environment, a secure environment, and, and just take it over? You think that's okay? That's the right way to go they about it, is it? it over. What do you mean they took it over? Well, they took over the pitch. There were 200 fans on the pitch. The I game's been postponed. To get heard, by the way. Well, you can protest just as just I, as well outside the stadium. You don't I'm need to break into the stadium. Don't need to break okay. into the training ground a couple of weeks ago. The manager the having to implore you to leave. The game's been postponed, and I'm sure now the Glazers will realise that these fans mean something. I find it bizarre that people have been expecting the fans to protest and expecting the fans to make their voices heard, but now when they do, they're all complaining. So it's okay to, it's okay to hurl bottles at police? I didn't have I said that. Now I can imagine Joe Glazers sat in his big out in a very top, having a right last. It's not going to make any difference. Hit him in the pocket. It might be hard at first for match going guys like myself who have been going since the late 70s, but they will go if we hit him in the pocket, and I pray that day happens very soon. Thank you for your patience during what's been a difficult afternoon. The stadium is now secure and we are returned to a state of normality. Please go back to your original deployments and or area of work. We will keep you updated. Thank you. This week I've cancelled my season tickets free for my family, which I've had since 1981. You know, it's brought me out doing it, but I cannot give these owners any more of my money. It really upset me. I was close to tears because we're passionate fans about our club and we don't want these people running our club. We want people who love Manchester United. But I was there today and 99% of those Manchester United fans were there were dads and mums and daughters and things like that. There were family people that just love football. You know, half of the people on the pitch were just happy to be on the pitch. That's what they've dreamed of all their life. Saw some guy shooting in an overhead kick. It was not everyone who was on there looking to hurt people. I think that's what quickly pointed at football fans, and I think it's wrong. And so on to Sunday's Premier League action, where Arsenal won at Newcastle and Spurs beat Sheffield United. Gareth Bale has finished off his hat-trick. The ball was played into him on the edge of the area, central position, and left-footed shot it. His goals were were world-class. No one should have doubted that ability that he has in the final third because he's proved over a number of years that he's one of the best in the world in those moments. It's obviously not going to happen overnight, but I feel like we're we're taking a step in the right direction and, and we're playing the football the Tottenham way. 76 minutes on the clock. It's now Tottenham 4, Sheffield United 0. I thought it was an outstanding performance. Uh, we've had a week with the group to work. Um, we've been able to train them and try and instill some principles. Stuff like that takes a lot of time. But the most important thing for me tonight that was the attitude from minute one to 95. The desire to, to compete, to run, to fire. It was really, really good. Arsenal up to ninth, finished at St. James's 10 man, Newcastle nil. Arsenal two. No, we did what we had to do. We showed the right attitude, first of all, and, and focus. 
to think about this game and not Thursday, which is sometimes a bit tricky. And then we show moments of uh, real quality. I think we played as a team and we deserve to win the game. Straight red card. Uh, Newcastle down to 10 men. Fabian Scher sent off. And that was a hefty tackle on uh, Gabriel Martinelli. He is going to be OK. We hear every squeal. We hear every hollow now of everybody concerned. So as soon as he gets tackled now, it seems to be crept in that we everybody gives a yell or a scream. And I don't know. I know Mike is a very, very good referee. but And I know that all of the letters of the, the law. But against Arsenal today, we needed to be more aggressive and be up against them and tackle them and bite them and whatever you need to do to disrupt them. And if we're not careful, it's going to be practically impossible because you can't tackle anybody anymore. Um, I feel for Fab, really, really do, because he's worked tirelessly. For me, it's a, it's a yellow card at best. And on to our game day coverage, where Man City won at Palace thanks to a sensational goal from Sergio Aguero. I think is how Martin Tyler says it. Anyway, the Argentinian will be leaving the club in the summer and the former City striker Andrew Cole said he'll be sorely missed at the Etihad. Annoyingly, Pep Guardiola Guardiola's side are now in touching distance of winning the Premier League. Who cares? Over to Sam Matterface though. Ball played in towards the near post and Aguero has got in behind and scored. Thunders it home, six yards out. A lightning quick ball in from the left-hand side from Mendy. His goal was so typical of Sergio Aguero. Honestly, it's just a <laughs> typical Aguero goal. Just a brilliant touch and then a flash of, of a shot into the roof of the net. Just showed that he's still got plenty to offer when he's fit. But if you, if you look at a lot of his goals... That's the kind of thing he does. Gets on the half turn and then he's out his feet and then it's a shot on target or whatever. He's, uh, he's, he's been absolutely brilliant in the Premier League. He'd be sorely missed if he doesn't stay, definitely. I think there's a lot of respect between Aguero and Manchester City, Pep Guardiola. I think that's where they are as a football club. That they've gone, he can go and play for somebody else and we won't stop him playing anywhere. But we're moving on and, football, you know, as a footballer, sometimes you have to respect the club you're playing. You you move on, especially from big clubs. You know, you, you move on. If it doesn't quite go their way in midweek, he's definitely there ready to, to come on and make, it, make an impact. And Torres gets a second one just seconds after Aguero had put Manchester City in front and the runaway leaders are out on their own again. We are going one step to be champion three times in the last four years in the Premier League and we are going to play a dream come true game to do something like we have never been before then. So, and I'm pretty sure every single player and every single fan from Man City around the world, even Australia and, and everywhere. So we're going to push, we're going to, to do our support. To, it's in a, an incredible dream and to play this game, we're going to try. Hello, I'm Laura Woods and this is TalkSport Daily. Now, over the last three days, TalkSport, along with a number of clubs and institutions, have joined English football social media boycott to end online hate and abuse. The interim Spurs manager, Ryan Mason, has said that he suffered abuse following a career-ending injury and more needs to be done by companies like Twitter. We'll also hear from the musician, Jazzy B, but this is the Wolves manager, Nuno Espirito Santo, who said this blackout is a step in the right direction. Not everybody in social media loses it bad we have to balance because we can compromise our freedom also but in these moments i think it's a good measure and you ask me if eventually we have to repeat it again probably so because things take time for people to understand the right message is the same situation as the knee he had an impact on the beginning slowly it becomes something normal but i think we should persist and and repeat our intentions through messages listen i'd be lying if um, certain comments don't affect 
you. We're, we're human beings. I had to zone out from it. I took myself off of social media as a player because I didn't want to see it. And listen, even after I retired, uh, you have messages about my injury, about certain things that you almost think, oh, it's, it's, it's another message or just, just ignore it. Or, but like I said, these things shouldn't be acceptable. They aren't acceptable, but they just seem to be okay to happen. And I think the, the platforms... They need to put things in place that holds people accountable for these type of things. At the end of games, I used to go on Twitter, even though I wasn't on it. I used to write my name in the search bar and see what was being said. And it was probably the worst thing I could do because we know what Twitter's like. And I was getting untold amount of abuse almost every game. And then I, I, would, I would go out the next game and I would try and play to impress these faceless people on mm. Twitter. So I would get... For instance, he, I don't know, he's lazy. Um, obviously, not in them nice words, but so the next game I would go and, and try and run, run as f fast as I can everywhere. And I'd go straight back on and see have I impressed these people to read again in no uncertain terms that running around like a headless chicken, not in his position. So even when I was trying to impress, I wasn't. There's got to be harsher punishments now. You know, the people that go on there and wish bad things on people, they need finding out and they need, you know, there needs to be harsher punishments for that. They get told to their employees, you know, the employees employing someone that's a racist or, and you know, get them sacked. And There's got to be harsher punishments because some of the stuff we've seen is just absolutely outrageous and disgraceful. All together as a community, it takes the sort. So how's there a difference between what's going on there, the situation with the Super League, and we get rid of that in 48 hours, and I've been following football for over 40 years, and we ain't even had a penny drop there. What yeah. is going on? Are you trying to say that it's all about money and it's got nothing to do with human beings? It hurts. It hurts a lot. And the fact that everybody's come together collectively to make this move on social media, we should be doing or putting a bit, at least 25% of the efforts that we put into the Super League to help to eradicate the slur that is happening on the terraces and out there in the game, the wonderful game of football. Now, TalkSport's Tony Cascarino, or big Tony Cascarino, as I don't even know if people call him that anymore. Anyway, he's been speaking to the Wolves defender, Connor Cody, ahead of their clash with bitter rivals West Brom tonight. A game you can hear live on TalkSport 2, don't you know? Cody told Cass exactly why this fixture is such a mahoosive deal. I speak more of it, how, how big it is for our football club, for our players, for people involved with our club and most importantly our supporters, that's how big it is and listen we've spoke about what happened on the weekend and it was totally unacceptable from our point of view, it was it was something where the last few days we've looked at it, we've, we've looked back on it and looked where we've gone wrong and it's important we use this week to improve but as you mentioned the game coming up on Monday is huge and we didn't get a good result against them early in the season and, and I can be totally honest with you now that we've been looking forward to this game ever since that game finished because we know we've got things to put right. So it's a huge game for us and, and most important, we all know it's a huge game for our supporters going into it as well. Now, Tugsport have made a massive signing for the Euros this summer. Oh, is it Jose Mourinho? Well, yeah, it is actually. I've just ruined it. Anyway, play the audio. Hello to everyone at Tugsport. This is Jose Mourinho. Delighted to say I will be joining the TalkSport team this summer for the Euros. TalkSport has every game of Euro 2020 and I'll be joining the likes of Laura Woods, Ali McCoist and Alan Brazil for my view on all the action. Good luck to England, good luck to Scotland, 
and of course, good luck to Portugal. Well, that's it for another podcasty thing. A reminder, of course, there's live football tonight exclusive to Talk Sport 2. West Brom take on Wolves. Thanks so much for listening on the TalkSport app or wherever you get your podcast from. I'm back on my show, Andy Goldstein Sports Bar, Monday to Thursday from 10pm, where, of course, tonight I'll be alongside the fun boy, Jason Cundy, taking your calls after West Brom against Wolves. There probably won't be any. And Burnley against West Ham. There'll be lots. There will, of course, be another one of these Andy Goldstein TalkSport daily podcasts out first thing in the morning. First thing. We're not first thing. That would be like one minute past midnight. Although, is that the morning or is that the middle of the night? When does the morning actually start? My guess is when this podcast comes out. See what I did there? So, yeah first thing in the morning. Anyway, until then, thanks for listening. Have a great day. And above all, be safe, everyone. Be safe. That was a podcast from Talk Sport.